What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Streaming Circuit. As always, I am your host, Adam. Got a fun show for you tonight. I am reacting to the Oscar nominations that came out this morning. I'm going to be a quicker episode, I think. I have 10 bullet points I want to get through, and then we'll head out of here. This is going to be unedited, unfiltered, unadultered, just reacting to the nominations. Before I start, a couple things. I'm... um, creating a new day it's called film festivus and it's going to be the day after the oscar nominations come out um, which is when this episode is going to drop probably um, at midnight the day after and i am calling it film festivus because any seinfeld fans out there know the term festivus know what that day is and um, to quote the great frank costanza i'm talking to you academy voters i got a lot of problems with you people and now you're going to hear about it okay um, before I do that, though, I do want to touch on film Twitter. What a lovely, lovely place film Twitter is, because today half of film Twitter is calling the Academy racist and sexist and all this stuff. And and I saw no arguments or uh, or anyone saying things should have been nominated or people should have been nominated because of their performance. It was solely based on their skin color or their gender or what have you. Doesn't mean to say those people didn't think they were deserving, but all I was seeing from that half of film Twitter was just, oh, they're racist and they're sexist. I don't think that's the case. I don't think Academy voters looked at it and said, oh, we're not going to vote for Viola Davis because she's not white. I don't think there's just some collusion that's going on that, that film Twitter thinks there is. So I'm not going to touch on any of that stuff. I'm not getting into any of the politics of it. I'm just I'm basing it off of performances who I think were the best. If it's five, if the if five white guys were the best, then those are the best. If five Asian women were the best, then they were the best. That's it. That's how I feel. So I'm not going to touch on any of that. But the other half of film Twitter, which made me even more frustrated, was the people that are like, oh, why are we talking about the snubs? Let's just celebrate the people who got nominated. Oh, what? No. The point of this is discourse. The point of this is to debate on what they got right and what they got wrong. That's the fun part. If we all just said, oh, congratulations, and didn't say anything bad about any of them, what would the next six weeks be? What fun would that be? No, the point of this is to debate who should have gotten in, who didn't, and who shouldn't have gotten in, who did. That is the point of this. Get get out of here with the whole participation trophy. Oh, just, just let's appreciate the people and make them feel good about getting nominated. You know what? I don't think Ana de Armas... I'm going to get to later. I think she's going to sleep just fine tonight, knowing that I disagree with her nomination. You know why? Because she got nominated and there's nothing I can say to take that away from her. So yeah, I'm going to complain about people getting nominated. If you don't like that, then go away. Okay. The point of this is to debate and have fun. The fun is in the debate. It wouldn't be fun. Why would you sit here and listen to my podcast? If all I said was, yeah, they got everything right. What kind of a show is that? Not a good one not a good one so on that note let's jump right in to the problems i got with these people we're going to start number one we're going to work up to the bigger categories we're going to start in some smaller categories film editing elvis what huh elvis now if you listen to my 2022 uh, awards podcast hopefully you did if you didn't go check it out I liked Elvis. I I said it. I I very much enjoyed Elvis. I liked the film. The editing, though, 
It was not good. This was not good editing. It was easily the worst part of the film. This is a this is a joke. I don't I honestly don't even understand how this got nominated for editing. It looks like a seventh grader who just learned how to use Keynote on on his school issued laptop. That's what it looks like. It's not good. It isn't good. Give me a break. Elvis should not be nominated. And also, I want to institute a new rule for the Academy, okay? So Academy people, if you're listening, new rule. If your movie is two and a half hours, if it hits 150 minutes, you are ineligible to be nominated for best editing. If your movie is two and a half hours, you didn't edit anything. Okay? It's ridiculous. And I would also take out Tar. Tar should also not be nominated because it's a very long movie. No, I'm not saying long movies aren't good. I liked Elvis. I liked Avatar. I, um, other long movies. Avengers Endgame, I loved. That was over three hours. But you know what? I wouldn't nominate Endgame for editing because it didn't edit anything. It's over three hours. If your movie's over two and a half hours, you should be ineligible for editing because you didn't edit anything. So that's my um, first gripe. Elvis nominated for best editing. Give me a break. All right. Let's move to production design. Another one I had a big problem with. So uh, in I have operated on the belief and assumption that production design is meant to reward movies that build these physical real things to bring their movie to life and the, and the movies that did this the best that built the best sets and make the movie feel real. Okay. Four of these films did that, that were nominated. Elvis did that. The Fablemans did that all quiet on the Western front did that. And Babylon did that. I don't like Babylon, but it, the production design was amazing. But then there's a, a little, a little known fifth film that got nominated here called avatar, the way of water. Now, I don't know about you, but when I walked out of Avatar The Way of Water, I said, wow, that CGI was amazing. I want to swim in those waters. I want to ride those whales. That is not a euphemism. Those blue people looked even more blue than the first one. But you know what I didn't say? Man, those sets were great because the thing was built in a damn computer. It was made on a computer. I don't. I really don't understand this. I mean... The, the movie is made on a computer and I'm not saying that that isn't difficult and I'm not saying that shouldn't be recognized and rewarded in its own right. It absolutely should. The movie is gorgeous. It is stunning. But production design, I, I don't understand that. Uh, I feel like there were very few sets being put into this movie. Whereas other films like the Batman, um, or the woman king or you know a bunch of movies that actually built sets and had production design so i don't like avatar being nominated for that that's number two number three my third gripe we're moving through the bullet points here real quick um original song i think we all know what's going to win not to not to even though uh i differ greatly on the film than most people but that is going to win but all I have to say to the Academy is uh, good afternoon to you, the Academy. Good afternoon to you. Should have been nominated. 
Number four, score, four score. Look at that. Um, she said in the Batman, both got screwed here. The, both of those scores absolutely should have been nominated. Now, Babylon, I've said it, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I did not like that movie, but the score is incredible, and that should win best score. But the Batman and she said should absolutely be nominated. Those were I would put I would put Babylon one and Batman one A. And I would put she said at three. And then I'll listen to arguments about Fablemans or Banshees or All Quiet or whatever or everything everywhere. But I do feel like she said in the Batman were screwed here. Batman didn't even make the short list, which I don't I honestly don't understand. The Batman score was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I I don't know. Number five. Director. This one isn't a huge gripe for me. I I do wish Kaczynski had gotten in. I think you direct the best movie of the year, which I think is Top Gun Maverick. I know many people believe the best movie of the year was Top Gun Maverick. And it made $1.5 billion. I just feel like that probably should get in. And at that right, James Cameron. Also, I was surprised not to see him on this list. I think, I mean, the big surprise obviously was Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness, which I still have to check out. So I'm not going to sit here and say he is undeserving because I haven't seen the film. But um, I, I just think it's interesting that Kaczynski and Cameron both didn't get in. And I think Gina Prince-Bythewood also also, uh, also um, deserved strong consideration. I hope she got strong consideration because I thought Woman King was very good. Um, and I honestly, I think, uh, this is a hot take, I think Martin McDonough, I could have done without him in this category, to be honest. That Banshees, it's a good movie, but it's a writer's movie. It's a writer's movie and it's an actor's movie. I, I really didn't come away think, thinking much of the director. I thought of the, the script and the acting. So I wouldn't have minded seeing him gone for Kaczynski or Cameron. But those aren't huge, huge gripes. I'm going to get to my huge gripe right now. And this is the big one. One of two big ones that I'm, I, I was actually upset about for supporting actors. So we have Kihi Kwan for everything ever all at once. Uh, he's going to win. I signed, sealed, delivered. He's going to win. Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees. Knew that was happening. Barry Keoghan for The Banshees. Very excited. I thought he was the best part of that movie. Very glad he got nominated. Brian Tyree Henry. Glad to see him in there. That was a surprise for me. But hey, I like him. Glad to see he get, uh, glad to see him get some love. The last one though, man, and this one really upsets me. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. I, I, this makes me mad. He does not deserve to be here. I don't, I say that, I don't want to say that lightly. Judders does not deserve to be nominated for this. He's in one scene. And I, I mean, everybody came out of that movie talking about that scene. He's in one scene of this movie. And if you want to say, well, it, you know, if you make a big impact, one scene is all that matters. Well, okay, I'll get, I can give you three actors this year who were in one scene that were better than Judd Hirsch and one is in his own damn movie. David Lynch, that scene at the end with the horizon is better than Hirsch's scene. 
Tobey Maguire in Babylon, which again, didn't like the movie, but he was my, the best part of that movie. Tobey Maguire in Babylon and Val Kilmer in Top Gun Maverick. All three of them, if you're going with just one scene for an actor, if you're going with that logic that one scene can do it, I would put him fourth. And and Paul Dano deserves to be here over Judd Hirsch eight days of the week. I am really upset about this. Judd Hirsch does not deserve to be here. His, I think the scene is overrated, first of all. Uh, it was fine. It was good. I did not watch that scene and think, oh, man, this dude should be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Give me a break. Get out of here. So that that one upset me. I'm he Judders does not deserve to be here. And you know what? If Judders is listening, first of all, thank you for listening. Nothing against you or your work. You're you're a great actor. This is not. I'm not saying you did a bad job in that scene, but that one scene does not deserve to be here over Paul Dano, who was incredible in that movie, the whole damn movie. Anyway, that's uh, that's what I think of that. So that was a big a big thing for me. Supporting actress, though. Here we go. Gonna. Play both sides of the coin here. Nailed it. Supporting actress, I think they got it right. I think these are the five. And I honestly have no idea who wins. I think this is the most wide open category. I think I think Angela Bassett is the front runner. I would like to see Jamie Lee Curtis win. Um, but I think Curtis and Shu are going to split the votes. So I don't think either of them are going to win. Um, Hong Chao. I think has a real shot. I think it's between Condon, Chow, and Bassett because I just think the two everything everywhere girls are gonna are gonna eat each other up and take votes from each other, unfortunately. But and no problems with supporting actress. I think they nailed it. Um, okay, lead actor. This one, uh, I wouldn't say a big surprise. Um, Mascal has uh, been making up pretty good ground lately. Um, so I wasn't stunned. I was saddened that Cruz did not get nominated. Not overly surprised though, um, that he didn't get nominated. He has not played the game at all. Hasn't done any interviews. He hasn't been at these award shows. He, he really has not, uh, made it seem like he was all that interested in getting a nomination. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I would have nominated him. I think this is part of the Oscars problem. You know, you want, you want viewership. You decided to nominate Bill Nighy in living over Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. I mean, the, the casual, cause I do think casual people, casual movie fans do want to watch the Oscars. I genuinely believe that, but they tune in and see shit like this. They see best actor and they're like, Oh, this is going to be good. And then it, it cuts to to Bill Nighy, who who the fuck knows who Bill Nighy is outside of hardcore movie fans. The average fan, I'm sorry, I don't think the average fan knows who Bill Nighy is, or at least recognizes him enough. In Living, a film they've never even heard of, never seen, never will see, they're going to tune out. They're going to be like, I, I don't care about this. this. These are films that are up, you know, the Academy's up its own ass, are these little known, little capital A art films. Whereas if they tune in and see, oh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick, that's a movie star. I want to see if he wins. Obviously, he wouldn't win. We know he wouldn't win. But that's what people want to see. People want to see people they know. And Tom Cruise saved movie theaters. Feel however you want about Tom Cruise the person, but separate the art from the artist. 
Tom Cruise saved movie theaters. Okay. Marvel's always going to make its money. And I love Marvel. It's always going to make money. Tom Cruise proved other movies can make money too. And the movie theater is not dead because Top Gun Maverick made $1.5 billion because of Tom Cruise. So this is part of the problem with the Oscars. When people don't tune in, it's for shit like this. And not saying Bill Nighy isn't deserving. I haven't seen the film. I don't even know if I'm going to. I don't need to because he's not going to win. But that's part of the problem is shit like this. They nominate these little tiny films and not trying to disparage these little tiny films. They're great. Something, you know, cha-cha real smooth, a very tiny film that I loved. I, I enjoy tiny films, but when you have a chance, you should like, and Tom Cruise is deserving. You should probably nominate Tom Cruise. Just saying, if you want better ratings and you want the show to keep succeeding, probably should nominate Tom Cruise. Neither of them are going to win anyway. Cruz, Mescal, and Nahi, none of them are going to win anyway. So that's my two cents. Um, the top three, though, right? I mean, it's a three-horse race. Uh, lead actress, another stunning, stunning nomination. I could not believe when Ana de Armas' name was revealed. Woof. I mean, wow. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. And I watch a lot of Oscar shows on YouTube from experts who are tied very closely on the inside of Hollywood and listen to those podcasts. And none of them thought this was going to happen. For Dearmas, they all laughed and said, no chance in hell. That movie sucked. Not going to happen. And as far as, um, as, uh, as Andrea Riseborough, I mean, I've never even uh, to Leslie. I've barely heard of, and I hadn't heard of it before this week. I never even heard of it. I hate to say they're not deserving. I haven't seen either film, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to watch either of these films. I don't really care that much because it's down to Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett. So that's it. I mean, these two films. I don't feel these actresses sight unseen i don't think they should be there viola davis should be there viola davis gave one of the best performances of the year in the woman king she should be nominated daniel deadweiler in till should be nominated hell margot robbie in babylon should be nominated this is very surprising and i think this is what people are most upset about on the day were these two i'm not super upset about them i'm very surprised by them um I do think there were more deserving names. Again, I haven't seen it, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. And I'm going to, I'll probably end up watching Blonde. I know I said I'm not going to do it. I'm probably going to do it. Okay. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't know. Viola Davis for sure. I I would put Viola Davis over Michelle Williams. Probably put her over Michelle Yeoh, to be honest. If I had a vote for the Oscars, I thought Viola Davis was incredible. I am very stunned she's not here. Um, okay, let's go into the, my last point and then we're going to head out. Best picture. Triangle of Sadness. Wow. I, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that that got in. I mean, I've heard it's good, but I just, I didn't see it doing that. I thought the whale would get in for sure. It's nominated at the PGA. 
getting a lot of love, you know, in the acting categories, obviously maybe two potential winners um, in the acting categories really thought the whale would get nominated women talking also a little surprised because it didn't get love other than, you know, Sarah Pauly and writing. It didn't get directing, didn't get any acting. So I was a little surprised to see it get there um, in best picture, but not a, nothing egregious to me. I mean, I think this really is going to come down to three films. I think it's going to come down to everything everywhere all at once. Top Gun Maverick. And I think the Banshees of Inishirin has an outside shot. I think those are the only three films that even could win. Women Talking and Triangle of Sadness have no chance. Tar and Elvis have no chance. Avatar The Way of Water and The Fablemans. I'm not going to say no chance, but very little chance. All Quiet on the Western Front. Getting huge support from the international um, branches in the Academy, uh, but I just don't see it going that far. I mean, I know last year everyone was like, oh, drive my car, might win. I don't think it's going to win. I really don't. This isn't a parasite situation. I really don't see that winning. And Banshees, to be honest, I, I doubt it. But I think it could. I It really is going to come down to Everything Everywhere or Top Gun Maverick. Maverick got nominated for Adapted Screenplay, which surprised some people, and Editing. Now, it's not a guarantee. It doesn't happen every year. Didn't happen with Coda. But typically... If you're nominated for editing, or maybe it did happen for Coda. I don't remember. Coda didn't get much love, though, last year. I do remember that. And that's one thing to be cautious of with everything everywhere. It it got 11 nominations. Everyone's talking about that. Oh, it's going to win Best Picture easily. Power of the Dog had a shit ton of nominations last year, and it won next to nothing. I'm not saying that's going to happen with everything everywhere. I'm just saying it doesn't guarantee it's going to win. That's all I'm saying. But typically, when you get editing and when you get adapted screenplay, You've got a shot. And I think Top Gun Maverick getting support in those categories. Surprising snub in cinematography, but whatever. It's got a shot. I think this is going to, I really do think it's going to come down to Tom Cruise. And if he's going to play the game. Now he does have to go because he's getting that special award at the, at the producers guild, I believe. So he's going to be there and he's going to give a speech. He's got to start playing the Oscar game. And maybe this was his plan all along. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he genuinely didn't care about the best actor. Maybe he didn't. Maybe all he cares about is getting best picture. If that's the case, I think Top Gun Maverick has a very good chance of winning because I think he, and I hope he crushes the next month, that he does everything right. He does everything he needs to to push this over the edge and get Maverick the win. If he doesn't play the game though, if he isn't doing interviews, if he isn't out there pushing this thing as hard as he can, if he isn't flying the F-18 just as fast as he can, then this movie isn't going to win. Everything everywhere will win if Tom Cruise refuses to play the game. But if he does play the game, I think we got a real, real fight. And I think it's going to come down to, Everything Everywhere All at Once might be first on a lot of people's ballots because Best Picture has done ranked choice. It's not like the other ones where they just write a name and it's the most first place votes wins. This is ranked choice. Everything Everywhere might be first on a whole lot of ballots 
But you know what? There might be a lot of people too who are like, man, the talking rocks, the hot dog fingers. No, no, no. I'm not voting for that. And they might put it eighth or ninth or tenth. So I do think everything everywhere is going to get more first place votes. I, I do believe that. I also think it's going to get way more votes than Maverick, like towards the bottom. I think Top Gun Maverick is going to be top three on 95% of the ballots. I think everything everywhere is going to be top three on 65% of the ballots, you know, in that range. So the question is going to be, do enough people vote everything everywhere first to offset the people who are going to vote it towards the bottom? Cause they're going to be people that do. You, you can say that I'm crazy. You can say that I'm being a hater and I'm just pulling for Maverick. I am pulling for Maverick, but you're out of your damn mind. If you don't think there are a lot of voters who are not going to vote for that movie very highly, that's going for everything that's going to happen. The question is, do the, does the number of people voting it at the top outweigh the number of people voting it at the bottom and can they hold off Maverick who's going to be consistently towards the top of every ballot but maybe not first on all of the ballots that's the big question I don't know if you ask me right now I wouldn't bet on it and you know me I love to gamble and we will be doing a betting preview podcast with my buddy Kieran B he'll be joining me in a few weeks right before the Oscars to go over all the betting if you ask me today, I wouldn't bet on it. I don't feel great about it. I'm rooting for Maverick, but everything everywhere is going to be a really tough film to beat. But you know what's fun? is it's This feels like a legitimate battle between two really good movies that everyone likes. And last year was not the case. Power of the Dog, nobody liked. I'm convinced nobody liked it. I've never met one person. Who liked it? Everybody loved Coda. The question was, did enough people see Coda? And the the obvious answer was yes. That ain't the issue this time around. Everybody saw Top Gun Maverick, and a whole lot of people saw everything ever all at once. And pretty much everybody liked both. So it's going to be really fun. I'm intrigued. Those are my gripes. Um, overall, with the nominations, overall... Pretty good. We have a pretty good field of nominees. Just a few that I'm like, what? Huh? Elvis for editing? What? Judd Hirsch for supporting actor? Ridiculous. Ana de Armas? Just stunning. But that's the fun of this. That's why it's fun to debate and discuss and argue about who should be and who should be out. And you can guarantee... I'm sure Kieran and I disagree. So we'll have some fun debating that come that podcast. That is going to do it. I'm going to head out of here um, next week. Have a really fun episode. Heather, join me. Um, previous guest on the show. We broke down Netflix in 2022. We talked about the best shows and the best movies that Netflix put out last year. A really good episode. Coming soon, Movie Madness. You've uh, Hopefully you've seen me on Twitter promoting that. Movie Madness, it was like a two-hour podcast. We recorded it. It was fantastic. It's March Madness style where um, Joey R and I, uh, I made the brackets and Joey R picked the brackets to determine the most significant slash best slash 
I don't know what our criteria was of 2022. Uh, so that's coming out in a, in like three weeks. Look out for that. It's a, we had a blast with it, and we had some big thoughts on films like Babylon and After Sun, and of course Top Gun Maverick. Uh, but that is going to do it for my episode here tonight. Let me know on Twitter at the Circuitverse. Do you agree with my reaction to these nominations? Do you disagree? Let me know if you. I want. I really want to know if you disagree. If you're like, no, Judd Hirsch should be there. I'll be like, no, you're wrong. And then we can have a fun argument because that's what this is about is fun. Twitter's for arguing, right? I think so. Um, So that is going to do it for me here tonight. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Mm